Okay. Today's vad was dedicated Lirfu'ah Shalema Aharon Rahamim Ben Sarah. In the Zechut Rilimuda Torah, in the Zechut Ritzedakah, he should have a Rafu'ah Shalema Bekorov Mamish. Okay. So now, let's try to think a little bit together here about life and what we're learning about in the process of developing a person's character trait. Now, the Chazanish says something very, very interesting and something very fundamental in his Sefer called Emunah Bitochen. Okay? In the Sefer Emunah Bitochen, the Chazanish says that really the root of all the midot ra'ot, the root of all of them, really comes from one place. The fact that a person wants to live his life taking its natural course, meaning he's not looking to work on himself, he's just allowing life to take its natural course, course of events. And because... He's living according to his nature, right? What happens is, in life, there's all kinds of circumstances which will trigger different reactions. And from those reactions will come things that are not correct, like anger, etc., etc. I mean, he's saying a very deep point. The Yisoidoi, Roiv of the Midas that we have, are not bad be'etzem. They're not rab be'etzem. But what happens is, when a person only goes according to his nature, then circumstances in life will trigger the meter and will be used in a way that is incorrect. So let's say, for example, if a person comes to his house after a day in yeshiva or work, whatever it may be, and he just wants to come home and relax a little bit. And then he walks into his house and the place is flying. Okay? So the guy gets angry. He has cars. He's upset. His house is a wreck. It's flying. It's not Masudar. So he gets angry. Right? So he thinks that the situation is a situation that makes people angry. But it's not necessarily true. Because you could have one another person see the same exact situation and have a different reaction. Maybe one guy will walk in there and become depressed by it because he says, I married a wife who doesn't know how to run a household, you know. And that depresses him and gets him, you know, sad. One person may walk into the room and not care. He's more easygoing about these things, right? So the circumstance itself is not anything but a trigger to the human being's midas, whatever his midas are. Let's say, for example, a person is failing in his panosa, right? So that could provoke many different reactions by many different people, right? Yesterday I was speaking to someone who was struggling in panosa, and for him the reaction was depression, feeling like a failure. That's how he's taking it. For another guy, it's stress, anxiety, some people become angry, it's not fair, right? Everybody has a different reaction to the same circumstance. So the point is, when people go through life, 
They basically have their personalities and their midas. And then the circumstances in life are only triggering different reactions. And therefore most people will go through life just trying to avoid triggers and trying to create matzavim that won't trigger them. But they're not really making avoid on the midas. They're just trying to avoid triggers and they're trying to find better situations. Or they try to manipulate change in their situations in life in order that they shouldn't be triggered. But it's not really a tikkun on the midas because they attribute their problems to the circumstances. Meanwhile, the circumstances is not really the problem because you can have other people with the exact same circumstance. It doesn't mean necessarily it'll trigger a negative reaction. So it's not the, the circumstances, it's the midas. And the Chassid Yaivit says, that Roiv b'nei Adam go according to their teva, meaning are not working on themselves, to rise above their natural way of, of going, the natural course of events. So this is why Tikkun Amidus is very important, because even though not necessarily is the Midah bad Ba'at Musa, means sometimes there's a place for Kaz, and sometimes there's a place for Kapdonis, and sometimes there's a place for being tough, right? There could be places in Torah, that allow such a, or that's the mitzvah even at that time. However, if a person goes with his natural course of events, since most of life, most of the usage of these midot are not good, most of the usage of these midot are not good. So Mamela and life, the way life was designed is that these midot will be triggered because there's most situations in life are not perfect. So therefore the Midas will be triggered. So basically you go through life having your Midas triggered. So the Chazanish says it's not to work on the Midas per se, but it's to work on the general idea of living your life according to Seichel. And what's Emet and what's right, that's what he's talking about over there. But it's a very interesting point that he's making, a deep point. If we allow ourselves to be ourselves without any intervention, whatever the intervention will be, either seichel or kivush ayetz or tikkun ayetz, we have to talk about all these things, maybe we'll go through a bishol salantur, but the point is the natural course of events will make us triggered. And you see many, many times by people, it's so posher to them that the circumstance is bad, they don't realize that it's their midah. They focus on the circumstance. Bad roommates, bad chabruses, bad matzev, this, that, house, parents, ahin, ahir, right? And they're so focused on circumstances, not even thinking for a second that, the, that it's really their midas, that it's subjective, the way they react is subjective. And therefore they're busy, especially younger people, very much trying to change circumstances that, in a way that it won't make them be triggered, but after a while, you realize in life you can't control every circumstance, and it's not the mahalach. So therefore, and then you have to come to the realization that the way you're triggered is not the matzav itself per se. The way you're triggered is your midas. And therefore, you could use your experiences of how you react to certain things to know who you are, to know yourself, to know your personality, and then to work from there, Right? So that, so we've been learning in Madregas HaOdom a very similar point. That's what the Madregas HaOdom told us. That Midas are not necessarily bad or good. 
It's how it has to be used. But what we're adding in the dimension, according to the Chazanish here, is that you have to realize triggers. Your Matzavim and your Midas are always going to work together. That's the point. So we have to do what the altar says, that we have to go and find the truth in the Torah. And then we know what to use, where, when, and how. Right? That was his point. And then he brought up that there's two possible problems that we face all the time. So the first problem that we face is what we call Nagis, which he spoke about. Where if a person desires something, he will then build the emet around it. Right? So let's say for example. In the Torah it says, Naase Adam Betzalmenu Kidmutenu. Hashem speaking to the angels. And he says, Naase Adam, let us make man. Kilu, like he's asking the angels permission. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, how could you write this in the Torah? You're going to give an opening for the Apikorsim. Rebezri is still the Rosh Shabbat, you can sit next to me, right? Yeah, you're still a small sabbatical, but now you're back in, right? So it says, Nase Odom. How could you write Nase Odom in the Torah? The Apikorsim are going to think, Kaviyochel HaKadosh Baruch needs the help and the permission of the angels, right? That's what uh, Moshe Rabbeinu said. Shachar Baruch said, if they want to be toye, that's their problem. Now, this is a deep chazal, but the point that we want to focus on for a second is harotzeh. The first thing is, you want to take away the yoke of heaven. And now you found something to hang your hat on it. Oh, it says in the Torah, Nase Adam. So it comes out, that for the Apikorsim, the Torah itself is a source for the Apikorsis. That's a very deep thing. That for the Apikorsim, for the ones that want to do what they want to do, or for those that want to go after their typhus, they'll find riots in the Torah to prove their point. I'll show you another example in history. Very important example. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the Jews to go into Israel, Territ Israel, right? That is... What the Avot, their whole life was about building a nation and preparing a nation to be able to get to Eretz Israel, right? So Moshe Rabbeinu sends in the Miraglim, okay? What are the Miraglim? What happened? HaKadosh Baruch Hu did a chesed for the Miraglim. What was the chesed? That people should be dying all over the place. That way they are busy with their Leviahs. They're busy with their grievance, and therefore the miraglum will go unnoticed. So that was the circumstance. This, is, this defines all tests of life, by the way. The circumstance is what it is, and the way you perceive the circumstance, that's where Bechir is. So what did they see? They could have perceived it as chesed. Instead, they perceived it that Hashem wants to bring us to this land to kill us. He's a murderer. That's what they're claiming. God is wants to trap us and kill us. It's a land that eats its inhabitants. And God wants us to come here and He wants to kill us. Instead of seeing chesed, so the opposite of chesed, right? Same circumstance. But what made them want to see that way? Because they had to have an agis to see it that way. Why? Stiple says... 
that if it's true that it's a Eretz Ochelet Yoshmeha, so if it's a normal way that this land people die a lot, they don't get so excited. They don't get so worked up when there's a, somebody dies. It's a way of life there. X amount of the population goes. So they wouldn't be so busted up. However, when the Maragam claim came, it was like a new pandemic, and therefore everybody was going crazy. These were This was not a normal thing, right? So if you want to be objective and see things correctly, you will see that people are grieving the death, so therefore it's not an Eretz Ochelet Yoshveha, and obviously it's a chesed that Hashem is doing, right? But they didn't want to see it that way. They wanted to see it as a land that's Eretz Ochelet Yoshveha. means they had Negiyas to see it that way. They wanted it to see it that way. That's the the Masil Shisharim brings down from the Zohar, that whatever this means is a shmuz in itself, but they had a fear that if they go to Eretz Israel, they will lose their position of leadership. So they had in the gears that they didn't want to see the truth. So bottom line is, what we're learning from here is, it's not so simple just to look in the Torah and find the truth. It's not so simple to look at life and try to deduct from life the truth. Because of the Nagiyas. So you have to be able to be objective to realize that you do have tendencies and you do have desires. And you have to want to see the truth, embrace the truth, even though the truth may not be the most Gishmakazach in the Welt. You know what that means? It's not the most uh, uh, good feeling in the world, right? Even though the altar told us that eventually if you live according to the truth, you will feel good about it. But in the beginning, it's not such a simple thing to do, right? Now, the second challenge that we spoke about is, he said, that we're dealing with chush. Chush is the senses. So in the senses, it seems like a lot of things are true against what the Torah says. So you're battling with your senses, right? So again, you were battling with Nagis and we're battling with the senses. Now, he offers a, a, a possible way of dealing with battling with your senses, and that is to be able to find with your senses the truth of the Torah in the world. I'll give you like a little bit Marshall from the Chavis al that we've been learning, so you can see what, what he's trying to say here, right? So the Chavis al explains that this is in the beginning of Shar Bitoch and in the Psich and the Agdama, right? He says... The, the 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 thing that people very much depend on is they depend on their own wisdom and their own abilities, let's say in business, right? Right? Person has smart guy. You know, he has experience. People only dive into Hashem in the beginning when they start a business. When they're a little insecure. But then as they build up their business and their experience is good and things are starting to get solid, they start to believe in themselves, right? So he says, you're going to waste your time. And your strength is going to get weak. And you'll see ultimately at the end, all your strategies will not come through. Kamoisha Oma Kosov Loichel Chachomim Beormon. 
So the way the Besalevi is masvid is, meaning that not only is your strategies, when you're not a Baytech Basham, not only is your strategies not going to work, but your strategy, Gufa, will be your downfall. You'll see that you made the wrong moves. What you thought was the right moves ended up being the wrong moves, right? So that takes time to develop. You don't see that right away. But if you look deeply into the way things work in life, you'll see that. It will come up. That will come up. Okay? And he says, if you look good into the world, the Pasuk says, You see people that are very wise and very, very smart and very educated and very good businessmen, but they're poor. doesn't work out. And then you see people in business, that are shvacha cups, they don't have such good heads, they're not the smartest zach in the world, and they're very, very successful, they make a lot of money, right? So a little bit, HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals in the world of Chush, things that if you analyze them properly, and deeply, you will see these facts of life. So what the altar is telling us, is that we have to try to find the truths of the Torah, and then try to look deeper into the world, and see how these truths of the Torah actually manifest itself in a real way. So you're working with a chush, because when you're battling your seichel, connected the chush is very difficult. So if you could try to make your seichel, you find something in chush, that substantiates what you have in your seichel, that will help you, right? Now again, you run into the same problem. Because some people look at the world, and they see the opposite message. They want to see that money makes you happy. The Chazal say money doesn't make you happy. You have a question? Chush means your senses. Right, so for example, the Mishnah says... Ezu's Ashir, who is truly Meushar, happy person, satisfied in life, Sameach Behelko. Now what that means is, doesn't mean that you should be happy if you make $200,000 a year instead of uh, $2 million a year. No. Sameach Behelko means even if your chelik is to go from house to house with a tzedakah letter. Chelka, whatever the chelka is. Okay, sometimes we think Sameach Bechelka means, okay, be happy with 200 grand instead of 2 million. No, if your chelik is poor, that's also a chelik you have to be happy with, right? If you're Sameach Bechelkoi, not accept Chelkoi, <coughs> say, listen, it's too bad on you, this is God, He gave you this chelik, you have no choice, you gotta live with it. No, Sameach Bechelkoi, which is an avoider to explain how you can be Sameach in such a chelik, right? If you're Sameach Bechelka, that's where you get happiness in life. But the amount of money you have, even though superficially it looks like it makes you happy, doesn't really make you happy. Right? You can have billions and you can be depressed. Doesn't matter. Doesn't really necessarily make you happy. Right? Like Shalom HaMelech says, Tov Lev Mishteh Tamid. So Ramelech explains always Tov Lev to mean not a good-hearted guy. It means a good mind. The part of the mind which is, which, which affects your emotions, right? So tov lev, if you have a good mind, if you have a clear hashkafa, so deep into you that it's part of your reality, that it makes your emotions. Tov lev mishteh tamid. Your life is a party. 
Meaning no matter what's going on in your life, you're still happy. And then you have to make a diuk. But if it's not tov lev, then life stinks. You follow? It doesn't matter how much money you have. That means the mishtet tomid has to do with the heart, with the mind. Not with, with the circumstances, right? That's what Chazal said. So, but your chush, your, your, your senses seem to contradict that point. Because it looks like people that have are happy. The people that don't have are not happy, right? So that's what contradicts your, what you learned. It contradicts it. Now it's very impossible that you'll see people who don't have that are not happy. It's because they're not a toiv lev. But it's not because they don't have. It's because they're not a tov lev. That's why they're not happy. Right? Now it's not easy to be a tov lev. Of course it's a work. So you have to go into the world and you have to find people that are really tov lev. And see how tov lev people are happy. And you can see how people with a lot of money who are not tov lev are not happy. Right? So one time I was, we have only one minute here, so we have to hurry up. So one time I was sitting next to a man who was a extremely wealthy human being, extremely. And he's a good guy too, Batsum, you know, he's a support store. Ah, he's a good guy. And I saw him reading a card. So I'm learning something from a card and I asked him what that is. We was sitting next to each other by a simcha. And he said it's from Chaim, Shmuel, Chaim Velozhna's uh, Segula that if a person's in trouble, he should connect into Yichud Hashem, into Eino and and he'll take away all the dangers that he's in. So he has this card and he reads it. So I asked him, why, you're in danger or something? So he said, he says he, he has tremendous anxiety all the time because he's always worried that he's going to lose his money or people will steal it from him. Or, uh, you know, he's used to getting a lot of kavod and a lot of things, you know, his life without money will be very difficult. And he lives in the constant fear, and he found that this makes him calm, right? So I'm looking at the guy, everybody in the world is, is chasing this guy, and they think he's the happiest guy in the world, and they all want to be him. Meanwhile, the guy is shivering that he needs to have Segula Subchayim Velozhner every minute, you know? So, not always the way it meets the eye is the way it is. You follow? So we have to work the chush in the right way and overcome that power of Nagir. So we have to stop here for today. <laughs>